there. And welcome into the Gridiron Gamers podcast for week seven of the fantasy football season. I'm your self-appointed host, the Boston Tea Party. Uh, last week was uh, full of mixed for me. Uh, the Pats won the Super Bowl 51 rematch in their best game of the season. Uh, I also went in Bush League, but I lost in Gridiron to Willis. Uh, Willis also passed me in the standings, along with Mackey, uh, so... Give me some of the pain, and let me die. Well, uh, let's move on to the Week 7 recap. Okay, so first up, the Boston Tea Party was ended by the Bells, as Mike beat me. Mike got off to a huge lead on Thursday night with Carr, Kelsey, Bukake, and the Kansas City defense getting 57 fucking points. And that's with the KC defense getting negative one. That itself was almost enough to beat me, as my team just didn't fucking show up this week. Uh, I put up the lowest score of the week, and that's okay, though. I didn't have Stafford uh, to bless my lineup this week, so I wasn't really expecting to win. Next up, Mr. Rogers went hunting for some Tigers in his neighborhood as Dosky beat Kyle. Both teams had their QB and defense go off, but uh, didn't get much more production from the rest of their lineups. Uh, it's worth noting, though, that Dosky started Ty Montgomery over A.A. Ron Jones, which cost him about 20 points. Uh, luckily, he won, otherwise he'd be really pissed. Next, Scotty knew enough about London as Scott beat Suggett. Scott had Dak and 8th round draft pick Justin Tucker go off in this game. Uh, with games from everyone else. Saget, meanwhile, had Breeze and his receivers with pretty solid games, but dick all from the rest of his team. Rawls, Bennett, and new practice squad addition Martavis Bryant combined for a whopping 5.4 points. Man, Mackie and Romano really screwed over Saget by drafting such a shitty team. Uh, speaking of shitty teams, in our next matchup, uh, there's no whining when Rivers came as Mackie beat John. Mackie had the highest score of the week, Mostly thanks to Zeke, who put up 44.9 points. Shh, if you listen closely, you can still hear Zeke running. Meanwhile, John had five of his position players get fewer than five points. Shit, isn't it crazy how John's team went from first place to dumpster fire faster than you can say 28-3? Oh boy, now we get to my favorite game of the week. Mojo v. Crowdair. Things got off to a shaky start for Nick on Thursday night, when Amari Cooper played his best and simultaneously worst game ever. Uh, but he put up 37 points on Nick's bench. Meanwhile, Romano had Tyreek go off for 23 points in the same game. Uh, but all was well for Nick on Sunday, as his team scored a solid 104 points. So what if Tamaris Thomas only had 9 yards? And so what if his kicker in defense did nothing? He had great games from Gurley and Shady. He had nothing to worry about. So what if Romano still had his QB and his kicker left to play? Who cares? There's no way Romano can overcome a 40-point lead, right? Right? Wrongo. Enter Carson Wentz, second overall draft pick in the 2016 draft of North Dakota State University. Wait, North Dakota? Did you have a university there? I thought it was just corn. Huh. Enter rookie kicker Jake Elliott. Now watch, play by play, 
as Nick's hopes and dreams are shattered by a ginger and a kicker in the greatest comeback since Kim Kardashian. Everyone loves a good comeback story, right? Seabiscuit, The Mighty Ducks, Robert Downey Jr., Rocky, yes. Kim Kardashian. But don't let the fact that Mojo blew a 40-point lead distract you from the fact that Atlanta blew a 25-point lead in the Super Bowl with 17 minutes left in the game. So last week I took Mike, Dosky, Nick, Scott, and Mackie to win. Meaning I went 4-1 again last week, uh, moving me to 27-8 and on the season. All right, moving on to player movement. Uh, there are no trades again this week. Everything's for sale, my friend. Think you can barter with me like one of those damned shopkeepers? Come on, guys. The trade deadline's coming up soon. Make some motherfucking trades! Now, there were a lot of waiver moves this week since it's the first week of the Bipocalypse. But uh, the only noteworthy player I had was me picking up... Flash Gordon himself, Mr. Josh Gordon! Smoke weed every day. He's coming back, boys. Just you wait. Just you wait. Just you wait. Just you fucking wait. Alright, now on to the playoff push. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Uh, so right now, Mackie, Willis, and me are all staying at 5-2. and two. Scott, Nick, and John are staying at 4-3, and three, with Romano on the outside looking in at 3-4. and four. Dosky and Kyle have an outside chance of sneaking into the playoffs at 2-5, and five, and Suggett's pretty much out of it at 1-6. Romano is the team with the best record not in the playoffs, and he can win a maximum of 6 games in the season, which means that the magic number for me, Mackie, or Willis to clinch is 5 games. Uh, might be less depending on tiebreakers, I'm not sure about that shit. Uh, also, the magic number for Suggett to clinch a consolation spot is 4 losses. Alright, now let's move on to the projections for a very special Week 8. So I was cruising down the street, and guess what I saw? A cactus standing there, sipping yogurt through a straw. I screeched to a stop on my brand new moped. The following series of events almost made me drop dead. I always saw that cat that were a little brain dead. But this one turned to me, and this is what he said. Cactus, cactus, cactus. I am a cactus. Cactus, cactus, cactus. All I do is like some cactus. Yep, you heard that weird-ass song right. It's Cactus Bear Week! For those of you unaware, the Cactus Bowl occurs whenever the four members of the Dake Meme Society, me, Nick, Romano, and Mackie, play each other in the same week. And the team with the highest score wins the Cactus Bowl. The first matchup features Romano against Mackie. There are combined eight players on bye in this matchup, uh, but Fournette being out for Romano is the biggest uh, player on bye. Romano is rolling out once against the shitty 49ers, uh, but that could be a trap game for the young QB. I don't think it will be, but like it definitely could be. Uh, Mackie has Winston at Carolina, which is, uh, eh. But he does have all three of his big uh, running backs playing. With Freeman at the Jets being the best matchup in theory, but the carries will likely all go to Taylor Gabriel on jet sweeps. Romano has Tyreek at Denver, which is tough. And then he's also starting Juju in his flex. Uh, that right there is what we call a glory play. Uh, and I don't think it's going to pan out. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Mackie to win. The second matchup with the Cactus Bowl features yours truly up against Nick. Nick has Gurley on the bye, which is fortunate for me, because that means he has to decide between starting Forte or Powell. And he never want to trust a Jet, even if it's against the Falcon choking D. 
Speaking of choking Falcons, he's also starting Matty Ice against the Jets. Uh, Matty Ice is trying to avoid going 0-4 against the AFC East this year. I can't believe it, but I'm actually rooting for the Jets to win that one, just for the memes. Uh, he's also starting Landry against the Ravens' good secondary, uh, which is a bad call. Uh, and uh, Coop, off his, fresh off his big Thursday night game. I'm predicting Cooper to drop the ball in this matchup, uh, literally, uh, and revert uh, back to his old two points per game self. Meanwhile, I have our Lord and Savior Matthew Stafford back. Praise be. Uh, I've also got three Saints uh, playing, so they better go marching in and kick the shit out of the Bears. Uh, but my true X Factor is the Vikings defense up against the Browns. I'm expecting no less than 20 points out of them. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to take myself to win this matchup, and uh, I'm also going to pick myself to win the Cactus Bowl by having the highest score out of the four of us. Uh, winning the Cactus Bowl is almost as good as winning the championship. Almost. Alright, now on to the Normie matchups. Uh, first we have Dosky against Scott. Uh, half of Dosky's team is on bye because the Packers have a bye this week. Uh, so he's forced to start Aguilar and Sanders. Both of them could work out for him, but like it's got to be hard to rely on both of them. Meanwhile, Scott has no one on bye and uh, pretty good matchups for most of his team. So yeah, I'm going to take Scott to win. Now we have Mike against Kyle. Even though Mike has all his Chiefs taken on Denver, he still has Bell against Detroit and McKinnon at Cleveland, which are both going to be huge for him. Uh, Kyle, meanwhile, has the bye bug on his team. Plus, he's starting Alex Smith at Denver. Uh, at least he has good receiver matchups. Yeah, I'm going to take Mike to win. And now we have John taking on Suggett. And let me tell you guys, uh, this one has toilet bowl upside written all over it. John has Jordy on the bye, so that means he'll likely be starting three of either Gilly, Coleman, Buck Allen, Jay Stu, or Frank Gore. God damn. God damn. Uh, fortunately for him, Suggett has DeMarco on bye. So, obviously... Second, replace Murray by starting Dalvin Cook. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Yep, you heard me right. Suggett moved Dalvin Cook into his starting running back slot as of 6.07 p.m. on Wednesday. He's also starting Martellus Bennett against the bye. And, like, Suggett needs to make some waiver moves because his bench is currently Murray on a bye, backup quarterback Phillip Rivers, backup kicker Dan Bailey, Martellus Bryan, recently demoted to the practice squad, Paul Perkins on a bye, and Brandon Marshall on the IR and on a bye. Uh, <laughs> how lucky are we that we have a cactus bowl and a toilet bowl in the same week? Stafford has truly blessed us. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, shit, I'm going to take uh, John to win. All right, to recap all that, I'm taking Mackie, myself, Scott, Mike, and John to win this week, uh, and also myself to win the cactus bowl. All right, so thanks for listening. We are now officially in the second half of the fantasy football regular season. A happy cactus bowl week to you all, and until next time. Gentlemen. Suck my dick. Second day later, I was chilling on my couch, watching a nature show. This particular one happened to be about how the cactus grows. I was watching the show, and I was wondering why this one looks so familiar. Then I realized, bro, what? Th this is the one I saw yesterday. No way, man. Cactus, cactus, cactus. I am a cactus. Cactus, cactus, cactus. Midway through the show, I decided to go to the kitchen to get some food. And when I came back, everything was whack. The cactus was standing there nude. What? There was no other decision than to go into the kitchen and produce this magnificent and it's all because of the cactus from the street who helped us make this song complete.
Okay, testing one, two, testing one, two, testing, testing, testing. How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? Hello there. Oh, I gotta put that in. Oh my god, that's where I turned them off now. Okay. Hello there, and welcome into the. Give me something for the pain, and let me die. Okay, so first up, uh. Oh, shit. Alright, I gotta, I gotta get a voice for this. I gotta get to workshop a couple. Enter Carson Wentz. Enter Carson Wentz. Second overall pick in the 2016 draft of North Carolina. Or. Enter Carson Weck. Oh, it's farted. Alright, uh. Uh, now we have Mike against Kyle. Ah, oh, shit, no, I won't. You've got fat. <laughs>